Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? I'm a little tired. Yeah, we got some stuff to talk about. Uh, first, the cocktail of the week that GR Dad is stirring and now drinking. This is called the Voodoo Hurricane. Um, Do you like it? Yeah. It's a lot like our other drinks. So it's pineapple juice and orange juice, and then it has spiced rum, vanilla rum, and oh. which we don't ever drink, and 151 rum for just like some added punch you in the face. <laughs> that's all that's for. <laughs> yeah. Where do I have vanilla rum? Do we have little rums? Yes, it came in the multi-pack of Key West legal no, rum. Say, if we bought a whole rums. bottle of vanilla rum, I'd question our judgment. I don't, I don't like vanilla rum that much, but they have one, and it's good. But we do act like kids in a candy store when we go to that rum store, so we could, have, we could have been like, this is delicious. <laughs> Give us a bottle of this. Yep. Well, that's, that's what we got. So <laughs> I was looking for voodoo cocktail recipes, and I found this, and I was like, vanilla rum, I don't have that. And I was like, wait, I do. I have like two tiny bottles of that. So Just enough. Quack is sitting here and he's got a tennis ball that is the, just the tiniest percentage of tennis ball in his mouth. He's just holding it at the very front of his teeny tiny teeth. He thinks it would be great if it popped out and fell down because then he'd be like, oh, I chase, I chase. Um, okay, so we we have some other stuff to discuss, but the main topic of the podcast is that we have a new foster dog who we have named Voodoo. Uh, his previous name was Boo Boo, which I just hate with a glowing passion. Was, yeah. And uh, I think that was his nickname. Boo was his name. Boo Boo, they call him. So uh, we were looking up words that rhyme because when we rename a, a dog that comes in as a foster, especially as a foster, right? I mean, we all know that they usually end up staying, but you don't want to teach him a new name if they have a name. You know, like Brody was... Uh, Cody before, so we try to Casey. Yeah. Queso was Casey. That's right. So if we we try to make it kind of the same if they have a name. Except Vank, who wouldn't care. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Doesn't you care can now. Call her you anything. could call her Jill. It yeah, wouldn't matter. Indeed. Uh, so we were looking up rhyming words for boo, and voodoo was great. Uh, I was talking to somebody online who was you know was like, are you kind of making fun of a religion? And I was like, no, because there's all kinds of voodoo. <laughs> right <laughs> i mean it's spelled different ways there's like hoodoo and there's like haitian voodoo and all yeah. this stuff so i was thinking more of the new orleans voodoo which is its own particular kind um and i think the kind that we're all sort of pop culture familiar with uh with marie laveau and you know that you buy the stuff on uh bourbon street and love potions yeah that there's like spells and voodoo dolls and all of this stuff and when i was messaging her because it's a legit concern right you don't want people making fun of like an actual religion but i think all the comments she was concerned with were things that don't apply to like the african caribbean voodoo that actually is stuff in new orleans voodoo so we we're just having a fine back and forth about it um and i had said like in my initial reply and i was like you know not that i practice voodoo and then i'm like man i have bought a lot of voodoo stuff with it, at least the hope that it works you have poked pins and dolls yeah we've got spell jars in the house yeah I, I don't know that that's what they're called witch jars i got you those that's a voodoo thing we had i mean is it it's it's crossover though right because it is also like earth religions it's all it's all kind of mixed 
together. Witches. Oh. And I mean, voodoo is interesting, right? Like all the varieties of voodoo are sort of mixes of African religions with Catholicism, you know, that kind of came over with the slave trade that are pretty interesting. But mm -hmm. like in New Orleans, everybody who lives in New Orleans, you know, everybody meaning a whole bunch, like it's pretty, voodoo is pretty infused into New Orleans culture. Like you can live there and, and you're kind of touching and parts of it no matter what, right? Yeah. Like you live in Rome, you don't have to be Catholic, but you're you're getting a lot of Catholic there. Yeah, but if we named the dog Catholic, it would be dumb. <laughs> That's a pretty lame name. <laughs> Come here, uh, Catholic. Come here, Lutheran. I mean, Pope would be a good name, though. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Voodoo. I was like, this is a great dog name. Um, and yeah, so they had emailed, um, the kind of brief backstory is that he had some elderly owners. Um, I think they were having a hard time taking care of him in general. Mm -hmm. And then they got COVID and, and everybody kind of realized that like, they weren't really going to be able to take care of this dog. So, um, they decided to give him over the rescue. One of these few cases, you know, usually when I'm on the phone with the rescue people, like we don't have the best things to say we try to remain professional but i would say none of us have charitable thoughts to a lot of people who give their dogs to the rescue because usually it's like well we're moving and you know they might not like it in the new place <laughs> <laughs> or well you know they're 13 and they're just not really any fun anymore for the kids or brody this one smells bad we, he has allergies and like we could just not give him stuff he's allergic to, but it's really hard, so we don't want to deal and with it And he smells anymore. bad. And he smells bad because he has an infection because we don't control his allergies, and he's itchy to the point where his skin is raw all the time. Like, yeah, I wasn't making, it, I wasn't making that yeah. one up. No, no, that that's right. definitely part of it. Yeah. The, it. Absolutely. He smells bad because he's, yeah, because he's super infected. So, uh, yeah, my thoughts are not normally charitable to the people who are giving up dogs. I mean, some you certainly... You know, like poor Riley, his owner died. He was very well loved before. Yeah, you shouldn't uh, think uncharitable thoughts about some dude who died. Yeah, Maggie and Jasmine, their owners moved and just left them in the backyard until a neighbor found them. Uncharitable squared. Yeah. Queso well, problem. Oh, yeah, they just got tired of her. But Guac, like, who knows, right? He was given to a shelter, but it sounds like maybe, like, the owner tried really hard and, and had kind of one financial crisis after another to the point where he was basically homeless and couldn't take care of him anymore right. like that that happens and this is one of those where it's just like you know you can tell he wasn't abused he probably wasn't like taken care of as well as he should have been and we'll talk about some they, of his I issues i think they clearly loved him for sure and and i think wanted what was best for him and and get you know getting a puppy i don't know how old they were right we we actually didn't meet them but getting a puppy uh when you're kind of in a frail state is a hard thing to deal with well the puppy is easy and then the thing then the dog grows up to be as big as you are and it's a real problem right yeah so in any case that was sort of the situation and uh i have been thinking man you know saint patrick uh if we take a detour so he's actually doing quite well now that we've got him on the medicine he's really happy he clearly feels a lot better we don't know how much you can see anymore but we kind of didn't know that before he's not yeah. very he doesn't explain it very well yeah, so I'll, I'll do a, an update on him after we do the whole voodoo story, but he's doing a lot better. Um, that said, he still has cancer. That's not going away, and he's he's got his issues. So, uh, you know, hopefully he has a lot more time with us, but, you know, not a ton more time. And I was like, man, we're going to be down to four dogs. 
And our rescue group doesn't have any dogs available for adoption now because, you know, in COVID, everybody's adopting dogs. It's the first time ever we don't have any dogs available. It's like email zero, email box zero. Yeah, inbox zero. So, uh, you know, I suspected when COVID kind of is over, things are more in control, say next spring, especially if like the economy doesn't get fixed as fast, like hopefully it will, but if there's like lingering problems there, that's when we tend to get a lot of dogs in. So I was thinking, man, we're probably not gonna get any dogs coming in until then. Um, it's gonna be weird having just four dogs whenever we lose St. Patrick, which I don't think he'll, he's gonna make it to the spring, hopefully, but, um, and so the, and I was like, man. My plan B is always roaming around in the RV, just looking for loosely attended dogs. <laughs> but that's more of a dire situation. Yeah. So in any case, then like as I'm having these thoughts, I get this email and I'm like, yes, we'll take him. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how we're going to get him, but let's take him. So, uh, Yeah, you really, you really decided, even for you, this was a fast decision. Well, you know, because I was like, we really need another dog to bring into the squad. Uh yeah. Yeah, he's three, so that's not our normal now, situation. Now there's no rules. That used to be a thing, but now guac has, has broken you. <laughs> I mean, I knew it wasn't the best idea, but uh, guac is as wild as the wild men come at that age. Not, I'm still not sure guac is actually three. He might have been like one. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, anyway, so I was like, sure, and then that means we need the transporter, and uh, Jared Dad likes to do these road trips, but I was like, you know, so this was Saturday. We get the email, and I was like, we'll take him. <laughs> now we gotta go get him. Right? So we need to get up yeah. to the DC area to get him. And I was supposed to have a work thing on Monday where I couldn't have done it. Yes, I think it got canceled before I got the email. Within ten minutes of that. Yeah, um, and I was like, look, I can go get him. Like I don't, you know, it's one thing if it's like a weekend you want to do a road trip, like drive up, drive back. But you were like, no, it's fine. So you're going to go get him. So I will let you tell the story of what was supposed to be. Jared Dad drives a three up hour to, tour. three-hour <laughs> well, tour. A three-day tour. But the plan was Jared Dad is going to drive to our house in Maryland, stay there, pick up the dog, drive him back to Florida. Yeah, it sounds pretty simple. Yep. So we got the email about him on Saturday, and he was in boarding. Because his owner's in the hospital. This all already happened way too fast for me, by the way. It was very fast. Not for surprising sure. that it happened that fast, and not wrong. But on Saturday, I was hyperventilating that like we'd gone from, you know, hanging out on Sunday to you're gonna be driving. Yeah, you're driving back to Maryland. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it, when the dogs are in boarding, usually it's. Yeah. We, everybody wants to get them out of boarding really fast because they're not in like swanky boarding facilities normally. They're in the back of some animal hospital. Yeah, and and he'd been there for a couple weeks, and uh, you know, so that's costing the family money, and it's not great for the dog. And so when I was like, "We'll take him," you know, give me the contact info for the people who are going to give him over. They were like Monday, and I'm like, sure. <laughs> okay, so I volunteered Jared How do we Dad. get someone up there by Monday? So yeah. Jared Dad's going to drive all day Sunday to our house in Maryland and then get the dog Monday morning. Oh, so I left early, and I'm making good time. Yeah, you left like 7, a little after 7. Yeah. Yeah, not as early as I, humanly possible, I guess, but man, I'm an old man. <laughs> okay. So I left, drove, made good time, driving up. You know, listening to podcasts and music and driving up 
you know, still in Florida. Driving, driving. It is eight hours of driving still in, in Florida. Florida. Yeah. What is, oh my God, this is Orlando? Oh man, that was like six hours. Yeah. Just driving, driving. So it like three. I'm in Jacksonville. I need gas. He left at seven and he's getting to Jacksonville. It was about three. And Florida so, is just all day. And so I made the mistake, in hindsight, of getting gas and turning the car off to get gas. To be fair, I don't think this is a mistake. No, but in hindsight, I see your strategy often is to not turn off the I car. I never turn off the car when I when I stop. Yeah. Which because... Mean, which I've always thought was because you have the car full of dogs, which we've also had. So it keeps the air conditioning on, and, you know, it's it, fine, right? There's, a, there's all sorts of dog-related reasons to do it. Yeah, and for sure, like, that matters in the summer. But I was... I once did a road trip by myself. Um, there's way before I met your dad, uh, with my two dogs at the time, before the current squad, drove back in my, this is my first husband's car. I don't know why I was in it. Maybe, maybe I'm mixing stick it shift? up. No. Yeah, the, oh. we had this terrible stick shift Subaru. It wasn't terrible. You just hated driving stick shift. It was like sure. a big ass station wagon. It was an ugly, lame car. And I would have hated if it weren't automatic. But he had this thing about like rally car racing and he loved Subarus. And so for some reason decided like, okay, like fine. He wants to get a Subaru. You can't drift in, a, in an automatic, Jen. You cannot. Drift. I know. So we had this <laughs> stick shift. And then I always ended up having to drive it like in the rain in like New York City traffic. Well, he was tired. Because he'd get tired. He'd drive it all the <laughs> way up there on 95 and then he'd get real tired right about like Newark. These and then we'd stories, switch. Because I'm uninvolved in all of this. Oh, I just... I. I mean, it was a crappy car, like having a stick shift or stuff like that sucks. Like I know how to drive stick, but I don't like it. And in any case, maybe I'm mixing that up, but it, I don't know why I would have taken his car, but maybe I did. In any case, I'm driving from Maryland to Chicago to visit my parents with the two dogs by myself. And somewhere like at a turnpike rest stop in Ohio stopped and then the car wouldn't restart again. Mm. And and it's probably winter. No, no, this was the summer. Oh, Thank, I mean, thankfully, uh, like I had taken the dogs out to like let them pee and went back and they couldn't get the car to start. And eventually just like I was sitting there panicked for about half an hour and it restarted. But I was like not turning it off again <laughs> while I'm on the road. So I never still now. Yeah, this is very sort of liberating, right? You, you leave it on when you get gas, which is Always. what everyone tells you will lead to an immediate explosion and happen. fiery death. And that has never happened to 20 you. 20 years. No fiery death. I have never turned the car off to get gas. At zero times have you burned to death. Correct. Or your car exploded. So in any case, uh, GR Dad didn't have the lesson of my hindsight, and he stopped and turned the car off to put gas in it. Yeah, and then it didn't restart. And it not only didn't restart, like, this is a button-pushing car. Yeah, like you don't would, put the key it, in All the lights it. would come on, and it wouldn't shift, and... Then it wouldn't turn, like it was in run mode, right? Like the ignition was on, the air conditioner was running. You couldn't turn it off yeah. and get it off the, I mean, the whole thing was just <clears throat> terrible. I was on the phone with you at the time, I think. I, I randomly called for, like, to ask you a question. Yeah, if, if I believed, what is it, correlation was causation, then your call would have caused the stalling. Oh. <laughs> just as I was pushing the start button, you called and everything went dark. Oh, but I don't think it had anything to do with that. Probably not. I know. Uh, so, yeah. So now it's 3 p.m. Jared Dad is stuck in 
Jacksonville. And I, yeah, and I was like, you know, planning on not staying anywhere. The the whole point was not to stay in a hotel and not to go anywhere. And so I'm like freaking out. Your dad was definitely sweating profusely. Albert Brooks in broadcast news. If you ever want to see how I sweat. And so I was like, and it just wouldn't start, right? I started like right. three or four times. I tried to like disable the. I looked at park the internet. Lock. Yeah, you <laughs> looked at the internet, which is fine for this kind of weird stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so once it was clear, dear dad's car wasn't going to start. It, it was, was a brick. It is bricked. It it certainly had, and it's good that I had called because I was like, I'm going to solve this logistical problem. Like I cannot make your car start, but I'm going to fix everything else. She did things that I would consider ridiculous and would never do. This is like I had a I was just like, here's how you do these things. I am now staying in Jacksonville until my car gets fixed. Yes. Or even so, if it takes weeks. Yeah. And I was like, the I was like, I need to know where you are. Like find it on a map. He was thirteen miles from Jacksonville Airport and I was like, Now it's COVID, so all of this is scary. There is no non scary thing to do when your car dies in COVID times. Um, so we're going to pick up this dog. Yeah, that's your goal. My goal is like, I don't know. There's no goal. You it's didn't have a, a goal was the it's thing. It's just like a spiral. Yeah. Yeah. You, your dad was just kind of freaked out. <gasps> and so uh, I'm like, okay, uh, there is a 5.20 p.m. flight from Jacksonville through Charlotte that'll get you into BWI at 9.50. I have booked you on that flight. I have rented you a car that yeah, will you're pick like, up at BWI. Yeah, you're like, it's 3 o'clock. Get to the airport by 5. Yeah. You got a board. Yeah, that's right. Screw around for an hour if you want. I have like apples in the car. I have like open beef jerky. He's like, like, there's cans in the car. And I was like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Call, get a lift to the airport. It is this 15 minute drive. You are on this flight. There's a car waiting. I have booked a one way Hertz rental from BWI to Key West. And you will pick up the dog tomorrow morning with the rental SUV and everything will be fine. And we'll figure out how to get your car back. Dirt cheap. I think we figured out the flight from Jacksonville to BWI was cheaper than the gas I would have paid to drive up there. For sure. Because gas hasn't gotten cheaper in COVID, but flights have. Uh, So like in non-COVID times, knowing this, we should always have you fly up, pick up the dog and do a runway, one-way rental back. It's not more expensive than driving both ways and it saves you a lot of time. COVID time, definitely, because the flights are, I mean, this was like 200 bucks or something. Yeah, it's just like, having to take a lift and then having two flights, even though I put GR dad in the front seat of the plane, like to be like the, as far away from as many people as possible. Yeah, it, was, it was a full flight. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's but I, I mean, this is just me, right? I was not dressed for flying. I didn't have, I didn't have long pants for one thing. It's 40 degrees in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I was hoping to just drive. Right? right. So I had shorts on and a t-shirt. I barely had a long sleeve shirt. I didn't have a jacket. And I had crappy shoes. I didn't have my good shoes. <laughs> Your nice brown tra- shoes. Didn't have my traveling shoes. <laughs> I mean, I was like, man, I'm just lucky I have ID. And I was like, well, I got to have ID to drive. But still, yeah. I, I was absolutely not prepared. And, you know, I, luckily, I do have in my backpack usually a toothbrush and, and a comb. But, you know, and I didn't stay overnight. So I didn't really need it. But I was like what metal do i have what drinks do i have in my backpack is this like yeah. all not pat you know you pack di- i pack differently sure. whether it's car where you can just put every throw everything in there yeah or uh, or not so i was like man this is ridiculous so my there's like two apples in my car and there's like probably stuff growing in there. <laughs> 
But so, yeah, so I leave the car open at the gas station because I can't lock it. But also it can't drive. Open so. with the key on the thing. Call the tow truck the, like through the Jeep like service the Jeep guys. That's service. a pretty good program. It really is good. And, and they're yeah. like, they even ask, are you going to be with the vehicle or not? And I'm like, nah. Yeah. They just have like a little text chat interface. It is, it is amazing how little people care about this stuff. Like the gas station people actually thought I was going to be nice and tell the attendants that my car is going to get towed. They're like, meh. So <laughs> they did not. They were not phased. Yeah. And so I jumped in an Uber with my car open, you know, half my crap in there unlocked nobody's gonna steal your bruce springsteen cds not anymore i don't have (laughs) i don't have cds anymore that's right yeah so it it does become less attractive but anyway and and the car (laughs) didn't run so i guess i guess um and so at some point the tow truck driver left me a voicemail and said yeah we dropped the car off at the dealer in jacksonville in jacksonville eight hours from our house i mean it just relies on so many trusting so many people to do their jobs correctly and responsibly it's a, that then it all works right yeah but they all have to be not stealing my crap <laughs> i mean for what it's worth i told your dad i'm like look if somebody breaks into it and decides to steal it and gets it to start then the insurance is going to pay for your broke ass car anyway so we kind of come out ahead yeah, I, I didn't want to argue with that but there's no way the insurance would would pay that claim where it's like oh you left it open at a gas station with the key on the seat huh yeah but it didn't That's start not very i think careful. it's a, a fair point yeah, they'd be like obviously it did it got stolen jared <laughs> <laughs> is jaded jaded from his new life well, in fighting I, I, insurance just, companies you know. but anyway so i think knock on wood it all worked out it worked uh, fine but i was walking around first the jacksonville airport yeah in my crappy traveling shorts and crappy t-shirt and thin and then in Charlotte, Charlotte, uh, where I yeah. where I had a layover, it was freezing. <laughs> I mean, the air conditioning was effective. I was like, man, I would never travel in shorts. I would yeah. never fly in shorts. And I got these like running shoes on. They're not cool. <laughs> Your dad was very. Stressed. I was mortified in Charlotte, especially. I was like, man, I am not in traveling clothes <laughs> or gear. Where's my suit? Yeah, I was like, I tried to find sweatshirts in Charlotte, and they don't have any. No sweatpants. They have sweatshirts. They have T-shirts, but I, c- I couldn't find like you know UNC or Duke sweatpants. Sweatpants, yeah. They had everything else. At least it would have been warm then. I almost bought a blanket. <laughs> oh <laughs> travel, my god, I would have bought the blanket. A travel blankie. Yeah, I would. And I was like, I can't. And I feel I I just I have some blocks still. <laughs> in any so case, so I got in, yeah. and then, so I drove from beat up, picked up the rental, no, got on the rental shuttle. It was cold. Yeah, I'm sorry. To the to pick up the car, it hurts. Uh, drove to to the house in Maryland. Didn't eat. Didn't eat. Got up at six. Drove out and and picked up uh, Duford here, <laughs> <laughs> who's a very good boy. He's very good. You you brought a dog bed back. Like you took some of the Maryland stuff. That's in true. The car. I did. I did. I did fill the rental car with with dog accoutrements that were also in my car because I would have been prepared for that. That's true. Uh, but the drive back was pretty uneventful. You stopped in Melbourne, Florida. Yeah. At a Holiday Inn Express. It was Melbourne, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I drove like. Probably 12 and then 6. Yeah, 13 and 6, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds like the drive was uneventful. The drive was uneventful. It got a little long. Mm-hmm. As, as these things do. And uh, Hey, imagine if you'd had to drive the whole way both ways. And Voodoo kept wanting to get in the front. 
seat so i kept having to like bar him with my arm across the middle console yeah and he would go under and then he'd try to go over and he'd climb he'd be climbing over and i'd be like no and like push him back and then he'd nose over and he put his like head on my shoulder and like just kind of ooze up he was very uh, insistent and then he'd fall asleep he's fine he uh so we've we got to fill in his whole backstory but yeah one of it is that um he he wasn't really disciplined or trained very well. He doesn't know any commands. He doesn't know how to walk on Didn't a Didn't have structure. Had no structure. And, and we were looking at his little form where he comes in and, and they talk about, you know, any problems and whatever. And it's, and generally he's fine, but it's like, oh, he shreds his beds, which a lot of dogs do will like rip their beds into pieces. And he takes stuff off the counter. And it's like, what do you do when he takes stuff off the counter? And it's like, well, say no. But then he kind of does it anyway because there's no enforcement. Like there was a real message through there of like, he'll do bad stuff and then we'll kind of be like, hey, don't do the bad stuff. And then he just keeps doing it no, anyway. Stop. He's please. really, yeah, he's really yeah. learned that like he can just do whatever he wants, push his way into stuff. And yeah. He's not going to be stopped. So he's in for a bit of a rude awakening here. Yeah. I don't uh, think he's used to hearing no emphatically with an actual no, right? Yeah. Um, and he's, I mean, he's not. Like, Guac was so wild, Yeah. right? He's not like that at all. Yeah, we were... Some of the descriptions were like, he's he's wild and unruly and eats his shreds his bed, and we, we've pictured this kind of Tasmanian devil, but he just doesn't have that much energy. And I... Yeah, so he's... We're sort of transitioning. He got home fine, the end. Um, yes. He... Uh, so he has epilepsy, which is not uncommon in Golden. So he's on a bunch of seizure medicine because they have such big brains we'll talk about the seizure medicine in a bit um oh. he's also incredibly overweight he so he weighs 110 pounds he probably should weigh about 75 yeah he's smaller he's about hops his size mm -hmm. maybe I mean, he's smaller than chief brody yeah and hops weighs about 70 to 75 depending on the yeah. week yeah he's smaller than brody brody weighs 90 now and he still has pounds to go yeah uh so yeah he's like 30 40 pounds over what he should be uh that's 50 percent extra body weight and you can tell like his back legs are really messed up he's only three years old yeah. uh but his he has a hard time like if he's laying down he has a hard time getting up and, but and he would jump out of the back of the car and sploot because yeah, his front legs can't down. support his weight when he climbs the stairs, like it's really hard for him to climb the stairs. I just wanted to see if he could do it. And his knees like pop with every step. Ow. Um, you know, so he could have some neurological stuff that's affecting his back legs. Like who knows if he had a seizure that kind of messed that up. But I think the weight is most of it. And he can't, like the intake form is like, does he jump on the furniture? And it says he, he's too heavy. He can't jump he up. He does on not the get air. Yeah. Um, so he's... <laughs> I think the shredding of the bed, this is a common thing when dogs are bored and they don't have any stimulation. They're going to rip stuff up. You know, they yeah. just grab whatever. Um, and I took him for a walk today and we got home from the walk. This and, is sad. Yeah. So we walked one and a quarter miles. You know, usually when you get a new foster dog, they're all, you know, of course they're freaked out. And so it's really good to just like walk them till they're really tired because then they can come back and sleep and it, it kind of drains out some of their anxiety. I have walked foster dogs eight miles, you know, just till they calm down. Uh, he, we got like, we were less than half a mile from the house, but we'd been walking for 
uh, you know, a little over three quarters of a mile. He kind of goes in circles. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to kind of keep us close. And then he just like walked into the grass and laid down like on his side and he's like, nope, I'm done lady. And I'm I was like, finished. well, we got to get home and you are too big to carry. Uh, so Holy we, cow. He is heavy. I, really I picked heavy. him up to put him in the car, right? And a few times he is noticeably heavier than any of the other dogs. For sure. And I've weighed many of them. Yeah, that's right. Holding them. He's yeah. He's a dense Holy man. Smokes. He's a chunk. So, uh, yeah. So when we got home, he had kind of splooted out on the floor, like full frog style and I was looking at one of his back paws and it had blood on it. And I was like, is there a burr in there? What happened? And, and then GR dad had said later, like, hey, you know, it looks like there's still maybe some bleeding from it. And I looked at, he's like, could that have happened on the walk? And I looked at his paws and it did happen on the walk. Like there's a spot on one of his back paws that just kind of rubbed raw, which is weird from a mile and a half walk. But the pads of his paws are pink, like a puppy. There's or none a of- kitten. Yeah, none of like, you know, and like most dogs are kind of black and they're kind of thick and rough. Mm-mm. They're all smooth and soft. So he clearly has just never done anything outside. He probably was inside all the time, wow. not getting any exercise, you know, not getting any play. So that explains why he's doing some kind of normally naughty, quote unquote, stuff. Yeah, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. And they're, you know, they're crazy when they're young. And if they don't have anywhere to put it, they're going to. Oh, he was also stuff. so hairy. I mean, he, he would, he was like uh what is it pig pen and, and charlie <laughs> brown he would he would have a cloud of white floof behind him when he when he sh- shook himself yeah and so he had had fleas it said on his thing like when he came into boarding he had fleas and they gave him flea medicine and uh and jr dad's like yeah you know he's got like the there's all this brown stuff on him and i was like oh it's probably from the fleas and so he, I'm like, I'll give him a bath and brush him when he gets home. Oh, my God. Like, his entire... Not like 15 fleas. Like, tens of thousands of fleas. It was disturbing, actually. It, it looks like if you had a dog and, like, they laid down in, like, fresh potting soil and yeah, got up. like Jasmine used to. Yeah. It got wet and rolled around in the mud. That's kind of what his belly looked like, but it was actually dead fleas. Dead fleas and, like, debris from the fleas. Um so normally I don't bathe the dogs on the first day, but he was actually really mellow about it. I brought him in the shower downstairs, gave him a big old shampoo. He was fine, didn't care, which is great. Um, he loves the towel, loves to get <laughs> dried off. He thinks yeah, that's he super thinks fun. That, he thought that was fun, yeah. And, uh, and so then I was brushing him, and then the, the fleas, uh, thankfully all dead, but they, they were kind of embedded in mats. And so when, you, when, you know, when dogs have fleas, like the fleas obviously poop all over the dog. And so, it, like, it, they had just formed into these mats of, like, flea, what they call flea dirt, right? The excrement and dead flea bits, and then the dead fleas and the fur all kind of matted together. You couldn't brush it out. So I just cut off, like, this mountain of all these mats. Like, his tail was all matted. We're under- not going to show him now. He's not going to win any dog <laughs> shows. He's all chopped. His tail, like, from the butt about six inches out just has a big gap. Because it was all like a whole it bunch of It does look mats. a little cartoonish at this point. But he's so fluffy and like, who cares? Like, yeah. let's just get all the stuff off of him. Well, so I mean, you know, social media, he's never going to have like Kardashian numbers no. if, he's, if he's weirdly chopped. <laughs> uh, so he's much better now. There's still some dead fleas in there. We've given him a big brushing. Most of them are gone, but there's still 
like dandruffy style dead fleas that we're working on getting out. But he must have been super itchy. I mean, there were just thousands and thousands of dead fleas on him. Yeah. Uh, so he's much better now. He's fluffier. Uh, yeah, and, and we haven't talked about this, but we're going to talk about the medication too. Yeah. I, I gave him his medication last, whenever that was, Sunday night. And, uh, you know, wrapped it in like cheese or Wonder Bread and, and he ate it. Just what the vet said, right? Like six of these, four of these, one of these and one of these. It's a ton of, yeah. a ton of pills. It's, it's, a, it's a handful we of We got pills. literally like a plastic storage bin. Yeah, that's right. Big, bigger than two shoeboxes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's big. And so... I was like looking through his records and I was like in it. So it, the instructions from the vet that GR dad got was like six capsules of this medicine. Yeah. And I would, and so and then there's like GR, 18 bottles of that medicine. There's all of this medicine. So I'm like going through it today and I, I have no idea why they have so much of it. Uh, I mean, they've got like a nine month supply of one kind of the pills, not all of them, but one kind, they've got all this stuff. And okay. So we've got a bunch of these unopened, bottles like clearly the bottle that comes from the manufacturer and then there's a couple bottles from like cvs or whatever and i was like they're different doses there's actually three different doses which Um, i did not notice on sunday night well the thing is almost all those bottles from the manufacturer which is what we have a ton of are 750 milligrams yeah and then most of the stuff from cvs was 500 milligrams and then there were like four pills left in a actually there were like eight pills of different types and colors and shapes that were clearly not the same thing in a bottle with that same medicine name that was 250 milligrams that bottle looked like in you know bad hollywood movies where the people try to kill themselves and they just take a handful of like different color yes. pills that's what that bottle looked like I, I i was like i'm not even gonna figure out what this is <laughs> we're just throwing this away yeah. and so okay so he's supposed to get 10 i'm sorry he's supposed to get six capsules of that medicine but we have a 750 milligram and a 500 milligram and then a bottle that said 250 so i had to like go digging through his records to see how many milligrams he's supposed to be on which is 1500 milligrams twice a day so that would be six of the tiny pills that we didn't have what did i give him six of the horse or two of the big pills yeah so we had just given him six of the big pills well, I don't know Oops. because I, I just grabbed six, right? It could have been the 500s. It could have been the 750s. <clears throat> the vet didn't distinguish and I didn't research enough. And I don't think we even had six of the little ones. I don't know. Because they would have been in that mixed bottle. No, no. I, I wasn't going to go down there. So that was... But who knows what the vet was giving him for the last 14 days too. Because the That's vet's right. like, we, you know, we medicated him this morning. And the vet wouldn't have mixed the pills. So they probably just ignored that mixed bottle. So he could have been getting way more of one of his seizure medicines. And he's he may supposed getting to like get. three times as much as he's supposed to get. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we straightened that out. But yeah. So he's still, that's why he's still a little tottering. Could be. I mean, I don't, this is the first dog. Like I've had a dog with seizures before, but she had a brain tumor, right? So we, she wasn't on all of this. He's on phenobarbital and, and kind of all this other stuff to prevent seizures. Um, we're going to have to get all of that reassessed. I mean, he certainly has seizures, but who knows if he needs to be on all of this stuff or... Three times all of this stuff. Yeah, like, is this a normal dosage? Why did he even have the 250 milligram ones in the first place? Who knows what they were doing with him? Mystery, medical mysteries now. Medical it's medical mysteries. mysteries. Uh, so in any case, he 
he does have seizures. Um, it's not uncommon in Goldens that, you know, when they're like a year old, they start having seizures. I mean, it's, you know, I haven't had a dog that had that before, but I know a lot of dogs that have, that it's just a thing. Um, I mean, your dog had them, but she was really old. She, yeah, they started when she was like nine yeah. and it was because she had a brain tumor, but there's some where they just like, they have epilepsy and it starts when they're about a year old, which is what happened with him. So he's a sort of a special needs dog where he's got, yeah, we, we bought a, one of those like twice a day pill dispenser things, you know, it's like got Sunday, the week, Monday, Tuesday, yeah. like AM and PM. And I was like, I got the big size. It, you should see this thing. I mean, just like all, it's like a little rainbow confection of pills in there because he gets so many like, it is like a handful every day he gets even Twice with the correction he gets four of one two of another one each of two more yeah 10 pills so many pills ten, i think ten. eight and i think i think you're right in, because eight, in the morning and then again in the evening so many yeah you i think you were putting like one per pill pocket you can't that's that's oh like, no no you got to jam like five in a pill together. pocket <laughs> yeah otherwise he just eats pill pockets yes it yeah. defeats the diet that alone will put him over the calorie no range kidding um <laughs> so yeah so his fleas now are taken care of he's cleaned up um and this is a pretty common thing we have to do with all of our dogs that come in to foster like they always need a bath they often have fleas brushing uh, bath yeah. yeah like just get them looking like a gunk the ears i mean there's a yeah it's just sort of standard yeah so he's fine there um but yeah so he needs to lose a lot of weight we need to you know figure out what's the right medicine for his epilepsy maybe we just keep doing exactly what they've done he's going to the vet tomorrow to get his like main work up um in the dark he's gonna look exactly like brody he does look a lot like brody i mean his coloring is exactly the same and then he needs a lot of training training starts tomorrow training and diet training and diet yeah so i mean the fact that his paws are so uh sensitive so and, like a newborn yeah so we're we're not going to be able to do walks he does like to swim including i think cuba he'd like to go to cuba he just decided i just took him down down the elevator and he just like walked out of the water and started swimming and i was like where are you no what are you doing you do and he's not a good swimmer his head goes under he's like a he went in tired he, sea lion or something <laughs> right when gr dad got him here when we were doing all the introductions which went pure perfectly yeah he went into the water and started swimming and i was looking at him and you know then he went is when we let guac out so he started swimming and of course guac is like i'm gonna swim with you too and he's swimming and he can swim but his head does dunk under the water Which and dear dad's not, like i don't think that's called he's swimming he's gonna die that's called dad, drowning in his jeans like walks in and pulls him out and i was like well i was keeping an eye on him it's okay. one of the usually our roles are reversed in this yeah. where i'm like what the fuck are you doing you're like he's like, fine he keeps coming back up and i was like ah my baby usually i'm i'm I the just one spent 18 hours <laughs> keeping him alive so uh yeah, so he, he's gonna. He didn't need my rescue, but he was uncomfortable dunking under the water all the time. Yeah, uh, so he's gonna have to be on the leash when he's outside now because he can't be trusted. Because he wanders into weird places. Yeah, I mean, he just doesn't know any commands or instructions or obedience or anything. I know we sent him that email, but he really doesn't doesn't <laughs> doesn't listen. So uh, 
Yeah, and he's kind of a bully. Like, I put the gate up in the kitchen when I was making dinner, and he's like, well, I can just move this with my nose. Let me I'm get that out of the push right through it. That's not a barrier. Like, everybody else can get around it, too, but they pay attention. He was. He just walked over, like, to the little nightstand where we have our keys and stuff and just started, like, grabbing face masks from there and just eating them. <laughs> and he's like, oh, snacks. He Eye height. Already destroyed one of my good running socks. Picked yeah. it up and is like very quickly. Yeah, he like got it up in those back teeth and gnawed on it and <laughs> so But he's getting better. We've 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 said no a few times, we've enforced it. Yeah. Um he is housebroken, but he I guess his owners had been putting out pee pads in the house. I don't know if I said that already, because they couldn't really get him outside all the time. Uh if he starts circling, he'll need to go out. Can we do it? Uh you can Yeah, tell. why don't you do it? I'll I'll tell this and then I'll pause it. Yeah. yeah. Sooner better. Come on. Hi, you're gonna go outside so you don't pee on my rug. Oh, there you go. Uh yeah, so his owners um I guess hadn't and I don't know if they had a house or an apartment, but it sounded like they had an elevator and so maybe they were in an apartment building. But they I guess couldn't get him outside. So I don't know if that was their health issues before COVID or what, you know, if they were just frail or couldn't go. Uh, so they had been putting like puppy training pee pads down in the house. So he would just go in the house. So he is housebroken, but he had, uh, an accident today, which is pretty normal when you get a foster dog in, they'll usually have an accident one or tw once or twice. I think guac peed on our dining room table leg <laughs> when he came in the first time. Um, and because his back legs are so weak, he has a little bit of trouble peeing. Like he kind of has to squat down and you can tell he sinks really close to the ground because his, I think he can't hold his weight up on them. So he was doing that. He was walking around like circling the table. And I was like, huh, that's exactly what he does when he needs to pee outside. And then he peed on the rug. And I was like, well, that one is my fault. <laughs> like I should have known that he was going to do that. So, uh, you know, they they need to figure out the routine and like where do they even go to show us that they need to go out? Like, do they go to the front door, to the back door? What do we do? So, uh, so yeah, we're we're getting him under control, but he needs a ton of training. Um, if we were up in Maryland, I would bring him to the guy who did the training with Grok, with Guac and then also with Toby. With this dog, I probably would actually like put him there in boarding for a couple weeks and like really have them doing it every day. Uh, but we're not up there. So I emailed that trainer and I was like, any chance I could hire you to do some video consult with me? Cause like I know how to do basic obedience training, um, but he has kind of learned, <clears throat> excuse me, that he doesn't have to listen, right? Like his previous owners would tell him no, but then he'd just do whatever he wanted and then they kind of let him. So like having to, teach him no it actually matters when i tell you stuff uh some professional guidance on that would be useful so we're doing a video chat session with him next week uh which will be great to do like an assessment and get some tips from somebody who knows but in the meantime we're recording on tuesday so we're just going to be starting with the basics like sit and stay and wait like those are going to be so important for him just wait right which isn't like stay there and i can go walk around but just like don't do anything for like two seconds <laughs> would be really useful. So uh, we're starting that training tomorrow and I'll put some of it on the snaps. I mean, we've talked about training before, but that'll be a way that you can kind of see us doing it in progress. Uh, so let me pause until they get back up here. You're back. Yeah. It's almost like I never left. Did he have to pee? He did. 
Good. Yeah, he he does a lot of roaming before. He's Love. not he's not very efficient yet. He's kind of loopings. He does yep. loops. Yeah. Uh, so he's a little bit like having a puppy. We got him put stuff up to make sure he doesn't chew it. But he's a lot like a puppy, though. I mean, he he just hasn't had any correction, right? He kind of yeah. does what he wants when he wants, and he's just like. So while you were away, I haven't told your dad this. Uh, the podcast knows before you do that I uh, I emailed Michael, the trainer, and he's going to do a video session with us next week. That's cool. Yeah. What, is he going to send an email with instructions to Voodoo? Because he's not going to read that one either. <laughs> well, I mean, I think he can just tell him like over chat. I'm also used to being the last to know. It's cool. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So anyway, I think that's the entirety of the Voodoo situation yeah um yeah so yeah he's going to the vet tomorrow to get a full workup he's really heavy i mean i just want to emphasize that he's so big he's he's a he's a he's a he's like two sacks of potatoes he's heavier than he looks and he looks like a big (laughs) fat dog yeah when he was lying down he looked like one of those unfortunate dachshunds that like can't their legs don't touch the ground yeah i mean someone was someone was uh, you know like half jokingly making a point about fat shaming and i was like look like brody now is a chubby looking dog and it'd be good for him to lose some more weight because his back legs are weak because he's we're, old we're we're really concerned me- medically and and for quality of life not I mean, at all not, aesthetically we're not as aesthetically i wish vink were f- chubby again because she was so cute i mean she <laughs> looked so good as like a corgi-esque dog <laughs> No, but it wasn't good for her, and it's not good for her joints and all these things. So, no, it's it's totally not aesthetic. No, all of this is, I mean, the neurologist who had seen him in his records had recommended that he lose weight because it'll help with the seizures. It's, it's, it's obvious profound how bad his weight. back legs yeah. are. They yeah. shouldn't be like that in a three-year-old at all. No. Um, so he's he's way out of the range of like, oh, he just looks chubby, and he's into the like, things aren't working right on a lot of levels because of how fat he is. So. Yeah, this isn't shaming. This is sort of medical advice, really. It is our responsibility to keep him healthy, and he's his weight's definitely in the range where it's impacting the quality yeah, of his he, life. Yeah, he's not the problem. His weight is. Yeah, so, uh, so anyway, we'll keep you updated on him. Um, as always, he is a foster... Uh, yeah. yeah, we usually keep him, but, uh, that's a failed foster. He's got two weeks absolutely without question as a foster. And then we will assess. He seems like he fits in good with everybody. He'll probably end up staying to be honest, but, uh, he tries to eat bank. He's out. Yeah. I mean, who knows? So far, no issue, no indication. No, everybody gets all. along just fine. Everyone is living in their own little lot of bubbles here. Very I mean, guac socially is, distant. Guac is interesting. We have brought in two dogs now since we got guac. I guess, did we get guac before Brody? We did. Yes. Oh, yeah. So we've brought in Brody and St. Patrick and now Voodoo. And I always worry about guac because he can be kind of out of control. And, you know, like when we pass dogs on the street, he's he's not aggressive, but he barks and runs around and gets real hyper. Leaps. Yeah. Yeah. Jumps up in the air. And like, that's not a thing that you want to happen with a new dog that comes here. And every single time, I guess when Brody came, you guys got in at like three in the morning and we had everybody sleep it was separately. Like bark fest because everyone was excited. Yeah. Yeah. That was... I mean, that's part of why you stayed last night. I was like, do not show up here at three in the morning. Yeah. You know, it's a bad way to introduce them. Um, he, sorry, we're pausing because he's putting his feet in the water bowl. 
He wants to swim away in the water bowl. He's he's now standing in. He's like, this water bowl is giant, you guys. He's got his front foot in the water bowl. Do you see this? He has a weir- he must have had the weirdest life. Oh my God. I swear. Did he live in an aquarium? Oh my God. Is he standing in it and drinking from it at the same Look time? Look at him. He, he is. is. Both front paws in there and he's drinking around his front paws. I mean, we do have a big water bowl, but... Uh, no other dog has figured out how to, that this is an option. You're drinking past your feet, dude. There's water everywhere. Oh, well. can you get your foot out? Okay. Now he's got one very wet foot. I think he's amphibious. Uh, yeah, Weird. and in any case, Guac has always been so nonchalant. Like, when we got St. Patrick, it's like, okay, bring out Guac, and Guac's like, yeah, a new dog here. Because Guac only cares about two things now, ball and water. The thing is, like, when we, like, we were out running today, and the neighbor's dogs were out in the street, and he was all crazy like he always oh, is. he was. Yeah, he was, huh. you know, barking at him and jumping up and down and pulling around, running in circles. That's what you'd expect. I mean, that's the, This not, dog, he's like, huh? There's another one, okay. He probably thought he was Chief Brody. He, maybe he did. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute, wasn't there just one of them yesterday? Oh, and never mind, just give me my ball. <laughs> um, maybe. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's another one of those big white dogs. Oh, they well. do look a lot the same. Uh, He's like, why after me did they just get white dogs? Hmm, weird. Because we don't like brown ones, Guac. That's not, well... I guess it is. <laughs> I guess it is true. We've brought in. Uh, yep. Yeah, three white dogs. Yep. One of them wasn't even a golden. St. Patrick. Speaking of, let's do the St. Patrick update. Sure. Uh, so yeah, we put him on some eye drops uh, that the vet gave us, which we talked about last time, to bring down the pressure in his eye, and he is so much happier he is wagging his tail he is engaged he's like coming up to get yeah, pet if he was like under a cloud and in a funk before now he's like in the sunshine the whole time it's, it's like the sun is shining down on him is amazing i mean he he didn't seem like he was suffering before but now like seeing how happy he is he must have felt really bad and i was talking the, the vet had called about chief brody which i'll talk about in a second it's a quick thing but she i was telling her how just is remarkable how happy he has been since we started those drops. And she's like, well, yeah, like that pressure must have been really hard in his eye. He would have been having headaches all the time. So the fact Poor that... headaches. Oh, it's so bad. So terrible. So... He didn't tell us. It's great now that yeah. like he really feels... Ha- I mean, he's still totally out of it and doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> right. and falls over Hasn't all the time. Hasn't made him younger. His functionality is not better, but his happiness is much better. Yeah. It's lovely to see how happy he is. Yeah. And uh yeah, so that's a that's a big win. Hopefully, you know, this thing progresses slowly and we keep him feeling good and and happy for a long time. And yeah. it could be, you know, all the stuff that that we were seeing before that was making us concerned could have been this, you know, yeah. causing him some pain and discomfort that you know, he couldn't Maybe that's telegraph. why he's so grumpy on the RV drive because like I already have a big headache, and then you keep going over big bumps, and yeah. it just makes my head, ow. Yeah, and, like, his back is really sensitive, right? So, yeah. like, being able to endure one pain is being is different than being able to endure two big pains. Yeah, so, that's true. Uh, in any case, he's feeling much better. Yay, science. Awesome. Um, and then, yeah, the, the very brief update on Chief Brody is that she, the vet, had sent off a urine sample to get analyzed and i had said like a couple weeks ago maybe or maybe it was on the new rules podcast that 
um, we'd started him on like an expensive antibiotic, hoping it was the right one. So we finally got his results back and there was no bacteria at all in the urine sample. He has no rods. She's, she's like, I think it, she's like, it doesn't make any sense. Cause we literally saw the rods here at the vet in the sample. Um, she's like, it could be the antibiotics that they were kind of in there. And then in the time it took the sample to get to them, the antibiotics would have killed off the bacteria that were in it. Do you think he's cheating in someone else's urine? <laughs> I mean, that happens with, you know, like stops the poodle in the parking a- lot with athletes. Yeah. Give me five like, bucks. If you give me a sample, are you guys. clean? Are you clean this week? Are you clean? <laughs> Uh, in any case, the current plan is finish the antibiotics that he's on now and then not do anything. So like, he has no excuse for making those sounds. <laughs> that was basically it. No. I mean, maybe the antibiotics make him feel bad, uh, but we're not even, she's like, mm-hmm. don't even bring him in for a recheck. Like if he starts having something go wrong, yeah, bring him in and we'll culture it. We'll do it right away if he feels bad. But otherwise, the fact that there was nothing left in that sample, like there's no reason to recheck it. So... Uh, so I guess he's fine. Good. If, quit your, quit your whining. He does. Man, is he talkative these days? <laughs> We've got to train him out of that too. Just yeah. He's, he's kind of bullyish. Offer Try- to let him out and then make yeah, him shut the heck up. Bullying us. Yeah. Cause, uh, Cause I'm a roasty. <laughs> 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 Let's see. Who did we not talk about? Uh, hops and vink hops and vink i guess they are the two girl dogs that are left out of our formerly all-female squad they are just perfect it's a lot harder for me i used to just say the girls can i let the girls out can go get the girls blah the girls now it's like the girls and boys the boys and girls the gang the squad squad. but that's not doesn't come immediately to mind it is i should say the squad the ever-growing squad indeed uh but they're both good the Vink yesterday, she, I mean, she's got some allergies, so she occasionally gets itch, itchy. I, I guess I haven't told you yet. Uh-uh. Yeah, she uh, she was like chewing on her tail, and then she just like grabbed some fur and pulled it out. Ugh. And she had like this kind of bloody raw spot on her tail. Vink. Uh, which, it, like you could see around it, like it was a little scabby, so it must have been itchy from something. She just yanked this oh, flip Vink, out, that's so. your own tail. Uh, that's you. You. That's actually, she's probably like, what? Ow, my tail hurts. What happened? It says you got the triple spray treatment. What which happened is, to my tail? We have like an antibacterial, antifungal spray, and then an, uh, like a hydrocortisone, like anti-itch spray, and then bitter apple anti-lick spray. Yeah, it's pretty effective. It's, it works really well Trifecta. as a combo yeah. when they have issues. So she got that on the tail. There's no the reason for you to bite this, and now we're going to make it so you can't bite this. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Okay. Uh... So that's all the dog updates. Yeah. Conk life story. Hang on, let me pull it up. I got I got one. Good. It's real short. Bad. No injuries in vehicle fire. It's just good because there's a picture of a vehicle. It's just parked next to a house. <laughs> and it's on fire. There's like a vinyl fence next to it that's all melted. Oh, my. Yeah. Uh, a 2006 Dodge Durango Sport. 2006 mm-hmm. is not young. That Mm-mm. can almost drink. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, Dodge Durango's work utility vehicle was destroyed in a Wednesday morning fire in Isla Morada. There were no injuries. Firefighters and deputies responded to Coconut Palm Boulevard at 9.46 a.m. The SUV was fully engulfed when they arrived. Fire officials are investigating the blaze. 
calling it suspicious. No one was taken to jail. <laughs> That's it. There hasn't been much going on. There was a Miami school. story yesterday. Since I sometimes we look for conch life stories in the Miami Herald. They have now. good keys coverage. Yeah, but good this job. was in somewhere in Miami, Miami Gardens. Miami I think. Gardens. Yeah. Somewhere. Oh yeah. Police were one. investigating a domestic disturbance where I think the woman and the man had been sitting in the car together and she said he beat her and the detectives saw that she had marks, marks on her yeah. face consistent with that. And they were going to question the guy, but he ran away uh, and ran right into an oncoming train. I mean, just like movie quality stuff. Mm. And it was like behind the Publix, on the train tracks behind the Publix, he got, he must have just got nailed by a train. Oh, he did. And the police are like, we weren't even actually chasing him. We just said, stop, stop. Come and, on. And he just ran, bam. Into the train. So, you know, if he was guilty, and he probably was, seems fine karma-wise. <laughs> <laughs> if he hadn't, you know, if someone else, if the girlfriend was making it up, and beating herself in the face, which seems really unlikely. Seems unlikely. Then it seems a little unfair that he got hit by a train. But otherwise, I'm willing to let karma uh, get away with this one. What is that? That is your sock. Uh, it was my sock. You can't. It's not a snack jar. Not a snack jar. Yeah. I apologize for my dramatic exit there, but uh, Jerdad, you're down a sock. Yeah. We got to keep all the doors closed because he went into the bathroom and Bo found a sock. Who thinks laundry. the uh, laundry hamper is a snack jar? We literally have toys both scattered across the floor and in buckets. We couldn't have more toys. Jerk. Quit eating our clothes. He, now we've each lost one sock. Yeah. They're not even matching. It would be good if you just ate a whole pair. That would be fine. Don't eat the plants. He's like stiffing at my plants now. Yeah, you're a nice boy. He you're does nice have a very Vink-like face. You are confused. I know it's weird having a, a Brody-like body and then a not Brody head. You're a very nice boy. Stop eating socks. Please. Uh, you got a German word of the week for us? Uh, I was going to, yeah, this is kind of off, like not topical or anything. Erklärungsnot. What does that mean? Komme in Erklärungsnot, which means, note means like a lack or a, you know, when you're when you're urgently lacking something. An erklärung is an explanation. Mm -hmm. It's when you can't think of an, a good explanation for what you did or for something. You're, you're in exclamation, explanation deficit. Huh. It mainly, it mainly just means you can't think of a good excuse or, you know. Like, Ingo, why did you drop that pie and out of the like, window? I'm quickly... Became quickly developed a clearung's note, <laughs> like a, a, a lack of a lack of explanation. I like it. The 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 state of lacking explanations. A clearung's note. I like it. That's yeah, pretty good. All right. Well, our uh, voodoo has wandered into another room, so I want to go check on him. And he's eating everything in there. Perhaps he does like. Um, he did was fascinated by power cords, which is probably a bad thing. All right, we gotta go check on him. Uh, until next week, don't bite anyone unless they ask you don't to. Don't bite anyone. Ah. Bye. Bye.